letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. I've written, dear Daddy, we miss you and wish you were with us to love. Instead of a stamp, I put kisses. The postman said that's best to do. I've written a letter to Daddy saying I love you. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 259. Whatever did happen to that baby what was named Jane? My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Eric. (laughs) How are you? Oh, I'm just fantastic. How are you? (laughs) Doing pretty good. All right. Uh, let's get into this. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yeah. This is a movie. This movie was stressful. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was stressful. I mean, I did too, but in probably different ways. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, alright, so I should should say right off the bat, uh, that I... I, I think I get this movie confused with at least two other movies in my brain. <laughs> uh, would one of them happen to be Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte? No, I've never seen okay. that. Alright, just curious. That was the follow-up oh. to this. Gotcha. <laughs> no, the, I, I did not know there was a follow-up. That's I, it's, I it's, don't know how you do that, but okay. Uh, more of a... was supposed to be a spiritual sequel. Okay. Uh, in which uh, Betty Davis and uh, Joan Crawford were to, uh, you know, play different characters, but but be you know just you know in the, uh, a similar vein. Gotcha. Like uh, like a like a like a Tommy Boy and then a Black Sheep. Sure, that is a perfect <laughs> analogy. I've never heard a better analogy. Um, but uh, Joan Crawford, you know, like quit like two days into shooting. So, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that so. But yes, it was uh, it was the director and uh, stars follow up to to uh, this movie. Gotcha. No, the the movies that I confused this with in my head: Tommy Boy uh, and Black Sheep. Tommy Boy and Black <laughs> Sheep. Exactly. <laughs> I played my hand too early. You figured it out. <laughs> no, not Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Uh, one of them, one of them is uh, all about Eve. Okay, which is another Betty Davis movie. Uh, and and I think that's the only reason that I get them mixed up in my head is that Betty Davis is in both of them, and I don't know that I could tell you another Betty Davis movie off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, you know, they also uh, s- similar title. Yeah, ish. I guess. Yeah. I, I can see. Yeah, I can. I can absolutely see why you would get those two confused. Yeah, I mean, title similarity is definitely the reason for the other one, which is who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> both ti- both titles are questions, and therefore, in my mind, they are the same movie. <laughs> Even though I've never seen that one either. I've I've never seen that one either, and and from what I know, it is uh, not similar uh, in any respect. I I know I know nothing about that movie, uh, uh, and and I knew nothing about this going into it. All right, did you think we were watching uh, one of the other two movies when you picked this one? I think I thought we were watching All About Eve when okay. I picked all this right. one. <laughs> but it's fine. I wanted to see this too. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I knew only the vaguest of ideas of what this movie was about. Okay. Uh, but, but it did, uh, you know, but I had never seen it. Um, 
and, and going into this, the like, like you just mentioned, like you know, the only other movie you can think of with Betty Davis is All About Eve. Uh, you you one upped me on that. <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about Betty Davis is uh, she's got Betty Davis eyes. I, I knew that as well about her. And for some reason, when I was a kid, she was on a lot of talk shows, just being just a chain smoking mumra. Interesting. Uh, just, just a living corpse being interviewed on by like Bill Donahue constantly. Okay, all right. Um, and then uh, Joan Crawford. The only thing I know about her is that she does not prefer wire hangers. I, I knew that about her as well. No wire hangers ever for her, as I understand it. That again, very strong reference. <laughs> also, could not tell you another movie that Joan Crawford is in. Yep, same. <laughs> uh, so I yeah, did, this. Uh, I did have to look up. So is Mommy Dearest about Joan Crawford, or does it star Joan Crawford? <laughs> Turns out it's about. Yeah, I I thought uh, for some reason that Faye Dunaway was Joan Crawford's daughter, <laughs> but she's not. No, no, she just plays her in the movie. Yes. <laughs> have you seen Mommy Dearest? I have not. the uh, The actress who plays the adult version of the daughter is Diana Scarwood, who we know from Wonderfalls. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very, very young Diana Scarwood. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, what happened to Baby Jane? <laughs> what did happen to Baby Jane? I'll tell you what. She was the worst from the beginning. Oh yeah. And she just got worse as time went on. Yep. Uh, so this movie starts in 1917, uh, where she is a uh, a precocious little uh, child talent. Yeah, uh, a, a star with with uh, you know a, a song and dance show, uh, and uh, almost immediately it is revealed that she is just a massive bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she is like eight years old. Actually, yeah, I have no she, idea how old she is supposed to be, but yeah, I don't know how old she is supposed to be either. But yeah, she is just the absolute worst. <laughs> as yep. soon as as soon as she's not on stage. Uh, the most unbelievable aspect of that scene is uh, the crowd murmuring to themselves about uh, how awful she is. Right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we, we are sort of led to imply that this is the beginning of her downfall. Uh, when I think we fully know well that, uh, again, even from last week's episode, that uh, this would not stop anyone. Yeah, I didn't see it as the beginning of her downfall. I saw it more as just a, just like a, a symptom of what's to come. Oh well, like I mean, it's that for sure. But you know, she she clearly, as as you know, the movie shows, uh, you know, is very quickly not a bankable star. Uh, and I think you know, part of it is you know her her style of uh, performance, uh, but also just because she is probably notoriously a horrible person, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so we so we see that, and then it goes. Uh, is it like 1934? Uh, 35, I think is, yes. 35 yeah. is when it jumps to, uh, and yeah, that's when we when we learn that uh, as an adult she is a, an unsuccessful actress because she is terrible. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, her sister, who we get a glimpse of in the uh, the previous flashback, uh, who is uh, largely ignored and very uh, dour. Uh, has actually become a huge movie star uh, because she is, uh, you know, uh, apparently a very good actress and very yeah. amicable. Actually talented. Yes. Uh, but uh, we also learn in the, the first flashback that uh, her mother teaches her that, you know, even when her sister is incredibly mean to her, that she should uh, go out of her way to be nice. And that is actually sort of the... Uh, set up for the the 1935 stuff where 
she, as a huge movie star, has written into her contract that uh, Jane also has to, you know, work uh, in the movie studio as well. Right. Ah, the studio system. Yep. Not a flaw to it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then then we see... Uh, a, well, a, uh, well, sorry, am I, am I skipping stuff? Uh, I don't think you are, no. Yeah. Okay, uh, I was going to say, then we see a uh, a car crash. Yes. Uh, someone uh, unseen releases, uh, well, well, okay, so two people pull up in a car. Uh, one person gets out to open the gate for the driveway, uh, and the other person... Uh, releases the brake on the car and then hits the gas uh, and last minute swerves into uh, like a pillar of bricks uh, and then someone runs away credits yep and then uh, yeah and and we suspiciously do not see who was who right uh, and then it flash forwards to April 28th, 2021. That's right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jenny. <laughs> oh, was it her birthday yesterday? It was her birthday yesterday. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm glad this movie was set on her birthday. I, well, at least for, for a little bit of it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it goes from 1935, and then after the credits... Uh, when, when we cut back, it, uh, it goes to, uh, quote unquote, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so that confused me right from the jump. <laughs> I mean, I knew what it meant, but it's not a great choice. <laughs> well, so the, the thing that confused me was, uh, I thought that, like, it was the yesterday before the car accident. Oh, Okay. So I was like, okay, so the rest of this movie is going to be, you know, show us the circumstances Leading of, of what's... to it, okay. Yeah, and like, you know, we we think we know what happened, but but I bet we really don't, and that's what it's going to reveal. Nope, that's not what it was. <laughs> nope, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah when, it, when it confused me from the top movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I see how you could see that for sure. Uh, but, but I got it cause you know, you got you're, some critical thinking happening going on. You know? You're a, you're a smart guy and I'm dumb. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I know that's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I don't want to come right out and say it. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it is, it is meant to be, you know, Sometime in the year 1962, uh, which is when this movie was made. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, so then, you know, majority of the rest of the movie is just about uh, uh, Jane, who has, has uh, well, they've both grown older. Yes. Uh, but Jane has sort of, sort of gone round the bend. She would say. has lost her fucking mind she's she's cuckoo she's cuckoo bananas <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> and and she and blanche her sister who is in a wheelchair yes uh after after an accident uh presumably the one that we saw before i don't know right. though i was confused again because i thought <laughs> that that came after how long did it take you <laughs> it took me it took me probably half an hour, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute! This is this has been multiple days that we've seen, so that can't be okay." <laughs> so the reason that I was confused, uh, in my defense, was uh, I didn't recognize. I don't know if it was the gear shift on the car, or if it. I mean, because it's an old it's an old style car, so I'm not sure. used to what they look like. Right. Uh, and, and I know that there are uh, special cars that people in wheelchairs can drive sure. uh, where everything is just done by hand. And so for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, is this one of those special cars? And then when I saw <laughs> saw Blanche in the wheelchair, I was like, oh, I bet she was driving. That's going to be the big twist. 
and and spoiler alert, it sort of was, but not the way that I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I th- this movie was a journey for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's mostly it's mostly about uh, about uh, Jane being terrible to Blanche. Yeah, uh, and uh, quite frankly, after about half an hour of it, I got it. Yeah, you know, it was a lot. This movie is like two hours and fifteen minutes long. It should have been like seventy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it should have been tight just... hour and a half. Just, just bare minimum to qualify as a feature-length film. I, I don't think that we needed to see both the dead bird and the dead rat scenes. Nope. Like, yep. one of those is enough. Yeah, I'd say bird, since, you know, it was the one that was, you know, actually emotionally affecting. Yeah. Uh, and the rat is just to, to fuck with us. Yeah. Like, so, so, yeah, so... Jane is essentially just abusive as fuck to, to Blanche. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess part of it is, you know, just, uh, you know, rage at having to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she, she brings her her meals uh, because she's also trapped Blanche upstairs. Yes. Uh, they live in a, a mansion uh, with with no elevator, uh, so uh, Blanche is essentially just confined to her room because she can't go downstairs. Yeah, uh, which is shitty. It is super shitty. Uh, but she she brings her up her lunch. Uh, b- before that, we see a scene where Jane has uh, uh, voluntarily cleaned uh, the bird cage for Blanche's bird, uh, and then comes back with an empty cage and says, "Oh, the bird flew away." Uh, and then later she brings her her lunch, and uh, there's uh, just a dead bird laying on a bunch of tomatoes. Yeah, uh, which you know obviously upsets uh, Blanche a lot. Yeah, but uh, also you know classy presentation. Sure, <laughs> gotta give her give her credit for that. I definitely do give her points for that. <laughs> um, she did the same with the rat later. It was just sitting on a bunch of tomatoes. Yeah, it was. It actually got me curious. It's like, what's with the tomatoes? <laughs> I mean, I well, they, like tomatoes, but uh, come on, to, yeah, just I mean, a plate of tomatoes for lunch. They have they have a tomato, a couple tomato plants in the in the yard. So you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then when uh, Jane brings up her next meal, uh, Blanche is hesitant to open the uh, uh, the dish. Because she's presenting them in a covered dish, it's a, it's a it is a class A presentation all around. Definitely, yeah, very <laughs> silver stylish. Tray, silver platters, covered. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> One should only be so lucky to be treated that well. <laughs> uh, but she she hesitates to uncover the dish, uh, and then just just backs away from it entirely. Uh, and the entire time I kept thinking, it's like, well, you only had the one bird. Right. <laughs> the fuck are you so afraid of? <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's, it's the unknown, literally. That's, that's what she's afraid of. And then later, you know, when, when Jane pulls the rat trick, which, like you said, is unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, like she tells her pretty much flat out that, uh, oh, we have rats. <laughs> And yeah. you know what's going to happen. <laughs> See, I keep an eye out for those. <laughs> um, she, she's just, she's messing with her head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's physical and psychological abuse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't condone it. No, that's good. I'm glad you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I was concerned. <laughs> I thought I thought it, at some point you were going to be like, you know what? I'm on I'm on Jane's side. I'm with her on this one. We haven't gotten to the end yet. That's true. We haven't. <laughs> oh boy! So uh, I, I have I have inadvertently picked 
uh, a second movie about a uh, faded star trying to recapture ah. their fame. Yeah. Uh, this one is, uh, I mean, I guess with Sunset Boulevard, she was, you know, pretty over the top. Uh, but uh, I don't feel like she ever went uh, as batty as Jane does in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. In 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 Sunset Boulevard, Norma Desmond is just like a big personality. Yeah. Uh, whereas whereas Jane is is just just bonkers. She is psychotic <laughs> and a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? She does some murders in this movie. I mean, at least just the one that we know of. At least of. one, and really close questionably to a second yeah it, it sure seemed like sure seemed like there was going to be a second one in there as well yeah possibly three even <laughs> wait who's I the mean, third one don't tell me you did not fear for poor little victor buono oh i guess i did <laughs> hey victor buono's in this movie yeah King introducing <laughs> Do you, do you, did you look up how old he is in this movie? Because I did. I he's did, an, actually. He's, he's like an old-looking... He's 24. Okay. He's an old-looking fellow. Yeah. I mean, I will say he looks much younger in this movie than he does four years later playing King Tut. That's true. That is true. Uh, also, I don't know if just everyone he interacted with was just tiny, but he is a giant of a man. He's very large, just like <laughs> he's very tall and he's he's very heavy. Yes. So, yeah, no, I, I think he legitimately just dwarfs everyone. Uh, and also, is he British? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Because <laughs> the accent kind of came and went throughout this movie. Yeah, uh, and his his mother is you know, you know I don't know if that actress is British or not, but she is doing uh, an accent. She's doing an accent hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the character you know might supposed to be British, but uh, yeah, I didn't know if he was. Yeah, because I mean, he also has that kind of lilt when he plays King Tut as well. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's just him. And I don't know if the listener gets this or not. We know him mostly as King Tut. When you look him up on uh, on Wikipedia <laughs> or on IMDb, it, is it says he is he is known for playing King Tut on Batman and also <laughs> for being in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, for which he was nominated for an Oscar. Yes, he was. But primarily Batman. <laughs> His IMDb profile picture is of King Tut. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's jarring. <laughs> and, you know, rightly so, because he's great as King Tut. He's, you know, King Tut and the Bookworm are my two favorite uh, Batman 66 villains uh, <laughs> of, the, of the ones that were original to the series. And, sure. And it's entirely because of, of Roddy McDowell and Victor Buono in those roles. <laughs> I like uh, Bookworm, but I, I still have to edge Egghead over Bookworm. That's fair. That's totally fair. Egghead is but spectacular. That, that just may be my, my Vincent Price bias. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, I do love a Roddy McDowell, but, uh, yeah, just uh, of the two, I got to weigh Vincent a little higher. Well, I think Bookworm, he's only in the one two parter. That so that is also that, true. That may work against him, whereas we have a lot more exposure to to Egghead. True, true. <laughs> anyway. Uh, remember when we weren't doing a podcast and we would just watch Batman 66 episodes? That was so fun. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in the same state. Yep. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> I was suicidally depressed and it was oh. the only thing getting me through oh man well i'm glad <laughs> and i'm sorry it's all right thanks batman yeah <laughs> oh boy this movie is a slog <laughs> i you know i i didn't have 
I didn't have any problem watching this movie. Uh, it, it held my attention really well. Uh, I think because Jane is so unhinged mm-hmm. and like it was because it's, it's basically just like her continuing descent into, <laughs> into lunacy. And that I found fascinating and I thought I thought Betty Davis was spectacular as I, Jane. So you know, uh, we we sometimes have the game. Did you fall asleep in this movie? I fell asleep twenty minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like a hard sleep. Oh man! Um, and after that, like you know, I, I had to rewind, and uh, like it took me three and a half hours to watch this two-hour movie oh man uh like i just had to keep pausing and doing things because i just it was hard for me to get through it yeah i'm sorry uh, that said i can't say that i disliked it okay <laughs> uh because like you just said betty davis in this movie is on fire yeah uh her performance is spectacular uh just like like even like in her first scene uh just the highs and lows that she would hit in just moments like 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 just just a split second apart uh like like her uh like when the nosy neighbor i think uh like comes to talk to her and she's just like yeah and like slams the door on her face <laughs> like it's I think in lesser hands would have just this entire role of would be played at like 11 yeah uh, but she knows when to notch it down or or hit like a nice middle ground right and then just go through the roof and it's she is fascinating to watch in this movie yeah the the first moment that like that she startled me i think was uh the when she, she came on screen not not the moment well okay yes because she is nightmarishly clownish <laughs> she you know if if caesar romero hadn't been available she was the second choice for the joker <laughs> on on batman 66 um, but no, the, the, the first moment that really just sort of like took me aback was when she calls to order more liquor. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the first time that, that Jane imitates, uh, Blanche. That, that is actually the second time she does that. Is it the second time she does that? Yeah. She, she imitates Blanche right in front of her face uh, a couple scenes before that. Oh, I missed that part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that just like, wow. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't even really know what to say about that other than it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, she is, is magnetic in all the worst ways in this movie. <laughs> uh, cause, cause never once do you sympathize for her. No, absolutely Ever. not. <laughs> she is just. You know, as a child, she is horrible. And then as a, an adult, she is just crazy horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling at the very end that you're supposed to feel bad for her. But I don't. <laughs> I, I think there's a couple times, like, uh, when, when she first meets uh, uh, Victor Bueno's character. You know, uh, and uh, the when she goes to the newspaper to place an ad. Yeah. Uh, I think they're supposed to be like, oh, look how pathetic she is. It is so sad. Yeah, but but we've seen her before those moments, and, you know, we know that there's nothing there to sympathize with. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's not sympathy so much as pity. Right, yeah. That I feel for her. Uh, and, and, you know, we are also heavily led to believe that, of course, she is the one who caused the accident, which crippled her sister. Right. Uh, which, uh, as you, uh, said earlier, uh, is not the case. Yeah. I, I still am not really sure how it, how it happens. 
But uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, uh, spoilers for for the movie from 1962. Yeah. Uh, Blanche is the one who was driving the car uh, and had intended to hit Jane with it, but then changed her mind at the last minute. Yep. And uh, when she when she hit the the uh, the pillar of bricks, apparently snapped her spine. Uh, and Jane, I guess I like, did she have like a psychotic break and uh, just, uh, just take off? Essentially. Uh, yeah, she, she dodged it and, uh, just, yeah, went, went insane and, uh, left, uh, and then just went on a horrendous bender. Right. Uh, where they found her three days later in like a hotel room with a man she didn't recall ever meeting right yeah. which is how victor buono's character was conceived yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> no that's a that's a joke from the movie she's uh, not actually his mom no no <laughs> but that but that joke did make me laugh very hard <laughs> i also laughed uncomfortably uh when he was playing the song and then she like did the whole routine yeah <laughs> along with it like it was it was terrifying and <laughs> just uncomfortable uh, uh i wish i could remember there was a scene where i did just guffaw out loud uh, <laughs> but i i honestly cannot remember which it was it may have been towards the end i'm not sure yeah uh maybe i I think I did laugh when when Betty Davis starts uh, dancing in front of the crowd of uh, cops and uh, beachgoers. Yes. <laughs> another uh, another uh, another similarity to Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think the lesson that we're learning is that uh, old women in Hollywood are scary and dangerous. <laughs> Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Baby Jane. Baby Jane. <laughs> the Baby Jane doll. Yeah. Uh, I, I did think, I mean, we, it's, I guess it's hard not to talk about B Betty Davis in this movie. Yeah. Because it is such a, a scene-stealing role. Uh, but, you know, I'd, I'd say Joan Crawford is also very good in this absolutely yeah she's excellent uh and i think even just you know knowing you know from from the beginning of the movie you know the like the difference in you know the the characters acting styles you know and and you know what drove uh baby jane to to not be a a hot commodity in hollywood anymore uh, I, I think even in this movie, you know, uh, Joan Crawford is just playing it very uh, low-key and natural. Uh, and, and, you know, and Jane is just so over the top, and so is Betty Davis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I would almost be interested to watch it again, um, knowing, you know, what, what Blanche reveals at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, about you know how she caused the accident that and and then you know she you know basically everything that she does you know aside from you know self preservation um, but a lot of a lot of the things that she does in this movie are just driven by guilt right um, which I don't think I really saw the first time through like it makes a lot more sense in retrospect yeah. why why she continues to to put up with the way that her sister is acting. And I know part of it is that she is physically trapped in this house. Right. But, but yeah, you, you would think that, you know, she would have maybe done something sooner. Right. If, right. But, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, you know, she, she had to get upstairs at some point somehow. Right. You know, and, and what stopped her from doing that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I don't know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that I I'm glad that I watched it. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm glad that I have seen this now, but you know, like I said, I I can't say that I disliked it, but I also don't think I could actually recommend it to anyone. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like it's definitely a piece of cinema history. And I think, I mean, like I sort of knew going into this that Betty Davis and Joan Crawford had a feud. Did you know because of the Ryan Murphy TV show feud, Joan versus Betty? No. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole TV show about it. Alrighty. I don't. I don't know how accurate any of it is. But I. But I. 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 I remembered that show existed. Probably about halfway through the movie. Okay. I had never heard of it, but but again, it was like a vague awareness that that uh, I don't think they liked each other that much, and, and I wonder if that plays into, you know, like audiences from 1962, you know, reacting to this movie. Yeah, yeah, that <clears throat> makes sense. Uh. But, I mean, you know, because there's definitely a chemistry between them, and it, it is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which works well for the movie. Yeah, exactly, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 it spawned a, a whole lot of, uh, you know, sort of copycat movies. Uh, you know, it is... It is, for some reason, classified as a horror movie. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I like horror. I, I didn't find anything in this movie scary other than, you know, Betty Davis's makeup job. Sure. <laughs> Which I am 99% convinced that uh, that is what D. Snyder based his Twisted Sister makeup on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can see that. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you even mentioned, uh, last week when you, we picked this, that, uh, you know, uh, somebody had told you it was a very scary movie. Yeah. What, what was it? Your wife that told you that? Yeah. Je- Jenny said that, that this movie scared her. Okay. Uh, and, and I can, you know, there, there are some, there are some shocks. Uh, there's. It's it's mostly it's more of like an existential terror, I think, okay. in this movie than anything else. I mean, I, I definitely felt stress, especially like you know, towards the end when we find that uh, you know Jane has essentially strung uh, Blanche up by her hands and yeah. know, is keeping her bound and gagged. I, you know, that that is not a situation I don't think I'd uh, enjoy being in. No, absolutely not. And, and yeah, so, uh, so, you know, part of that definitely affected me. Uh, but, I mean, just just other than the thought of having to just live powerless with an unhinged person, it's, there's a dread there, but, but I definitely don't think I would call this scary. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Everybody has uh, different definitions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are definitely tense moments in the movie for sure. Uh, but but man, I I still go back. It should be seventy minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like I think Victor Bono is is fine in this movie. I don't know that uh, I would have nominated him for an Academy Award. Yeah, for his role. Uh, but also, his entire plotline could be taken out of this movie and not affect anything. Definitely, yeah. I think there there's stuff with the neighbors too. Oh man, that, that is ultimately pointless. Like I definitely thought they were gonna play some sort of a role. I mean, uh, like, towards the end of the movie, and they just do not. After the flashbacks, like the first five minutes of like the modern day portion of this movie is entirely the neighbor and her daughter. Right, and we never see the daughter again. We we see her at least one more time, just really? sitting out sitting outside brushing the dog. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're there primarily for exposition at that point. Yeah, just to bring us up to speed. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, they, they could be cut for sure. Um, also, like the the scene where Blanche is writing the note, uh, which which she types up, uh, and then for some reason handwrites a lengthy <laughs> addendum. Look, she forgot. <laughs> Uh, and, and is you know she's about to toss it out the window. Uh, the entire time, like you know, there's like music playing, and you know, uh, old man has to use the subtitles, uh, <laughs> so it just says you know loud pop music playing. Yeah, uh, but like from where? <laughs> I, I had I had thought that she was playing that in her room to try and get the attention of the neighbor because her window was open. Uh, uh, yeah. It it clearly did not work. No, yeah, but but like, she also starts like yelling, but like they can't hear her because of the music. <laughs> and it, I, I, anyway, maybe she <laughs> maybe she had to play the music loud so that when she yelled, uh, Jane wouldn't hear her. But I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean it's not perfect, but it's, no, it was yeah. very entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's fine. Like I said, I, 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 I think if it was shorter, I would have been much more engaged. I also kind of feel like uh, just maybe it wasn't in the right mindset to watch it. That's fair. You know, and that can definitely affect, you know, anything. But like I said, you know, like Betty Davis was captivating in it and all her insane glory yeah and and, you know i I definitely by the end while tired you know i was still like well it it wasn't bad (laughs) (laughs) oh that's the that's the eric schomborn seal of approval (laughs) it's as close as anything gets (laughs) while tired it still wasn't bad Well, while I was tired. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is a- anything, anything bringing you any degree of happiness this week? Um, I, can I say three things? Uh, please do, because I have none for this okay. week. <laughs> so last week I mentioned uh, that I had been listening to the Blank Check podcast. Yes. Uh, and uh, the, the, series at the the time that i was listening they were going through the films of the wachowski siblings uh and uh they they uh, i listened to the the speed racer episode and i know that there's like when it came out like people like kind of were down on it and and in recent years it's definitely gotten a lot of people saying hey it's actually really good yeah, and, and just the combination of that was like, well, maybe I should give this a shot. And uh, so last Sunday, I watched Speed Racer, and that is a delightful goddamn movie. Nice. Uh, it is. It's fun. Uh, John Goodman is just fucking great in it. Uh, and you know, it's 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 got kind of an emotional impact. That's uh, awesome. Like, I remember when it came out, and, and, you know, like, I didn't, like, the rest of America did not much care for the Matrix sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't, like, anti-Wachowski or anything like that. Uh, it was just, like, uh, I didn't give a fuck about Speed Racer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would I see a movie about this bad cartoon that I've seen two minutes of? <laughs> Uh, and so that's the only reason I avoided it, but the movie is great. Yeah, I I have seen it, I think, just one time. Uh, one time. But it was, uh, yeah, I, I remember really enjoying it, so maybe I will maybe I will revisit this this weekend as well. Alright. Uh, second thing is, um, I started watching the television program called Lodge 49. Oh, I've heard great things about that. Uh, it is very good. Uh, it, it stars, uh, Wyatt Russell, uh, recently driven off social media because of 
horrible Marvel comics fans. Oh, wait, are you serious? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. Was he really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yep. God, people are the worst. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, He he portrayed uh, John Walker, the replacement Captain America on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And people hated him so much that they drove him off social media. That's ridiculous. Yep. That means he's a good actor, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. not real life. And also, that character is supposed to be horrible. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I love that character. <laughs> uh, I'm a big U.S. agent fan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he so uh, he, he is the, the star of Lodge 49. Uh, and... Uh, if you've seen both shows, you can definitely tell how good of an actor he is because he could not be playing the most opposite character. Uh, just on, on Lodge 49, he is just this dim-witted, affable, lovable doofus. <laughs> and, and he's great. Uh, and I cannot tell you what this show is about. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's like this, he's a bum who somehow manages to, to get membership in like a, kind of like an Elks Lodge type place. Okay. Uh, it's like, it's called the Order of the Lynx. Interesting. They have, you know, like, there's, you know, murmurings about like alchemy and, and, and conspiracies and, and stuff like that. And they have like a hierarchy of, of, you know, bullshit stuff. Uh, but it's mostly just a place where dudes hang out and drink. Okay. Uh, uh, and but like some of that like supernatural conspiracy stuff plays throughout the like the first season at least, uh, like in the background here and there. Uh, but it is mostly just about goofy characters. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and then, like, in episode uh, eight, like, Bruce Campbell shows up. Okay, all right. So, you know. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I uh, really, really like it. But, again, I, I, I don't know what this show is about. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and then my I third think, thing. Huh? I, 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 no, I was just going to say, I think in my head, uh, Lodge 49 and the HBO show Room 104... Uh, take up similar space. Okay, sure. So whenever you, I hear you have about... a real problem with this, don't you? I, you know what? Yeah, I honestly I do. <laughs> the way that my brain groups information is is interesting to say the least. Uh, well, to be fair, I have never heard of uh, Room One Hundred Four, so it's it, a it, it's. It's an anthology show. Okay. Uh, and all of the episodes take place in uh, this room of a motel. Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty entertaining. Okay. I mean, it's it's inconsistent because it's an anthology, but overall, sure. it's pretty entertaining. So, so it is not the uh, John Cusack, Samuel Jackson horror movie? It is not, no. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's 1408, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is, because I'm pretty sure I stayed in room 1408 somewhere once, <laughs> and that was all I could think of. Was it haunted? I, As far as I know, it was not. Okay. I will warn you that room 104, if you should be interested in checking it out, is uh, by the Duplass brothers. Oh, yep, I'm out. Who I know you're not a fan of. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you hadn't really sold me on it in the first place, but I know definitely out now. Look, I'm tired. I get it. <laughs> uh, and the third thing, real quick, is uh, Barry Windsor Smith uh, has not produced uh, a comic book in well over twenty years, and uh, just this week uh, released his graphic novel that he has been working on, I believe, since the '80s. Wow! Called Monsters. Uh, and it is 360 pages long, and I just got it today, and I am very, very excited. That's awesome. Uh, it, it was initially supposed to be an Incredible Hulk annual. 
All right. All right. It so is, that'd be a, it, a long annual. It is no longer that. <laughs> well, I that's guess awesome. If I had to compare it to something. It's like uh, how Frank Miller turned uh, Holy Terror Batman into just Holy Terror. Okay, sure. <laughs> With just um, as much finesse and uh, subtlety as you'd expect. I was going to say, I hope it's better than that. <laughs> Uh, so nothing, nothing for you. Nothing, Honestly, nothing. no. Okay. It's been it's been a bad week. Oh, I'm sorry, man. That's all right. It uh, happens. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to pick a movie? I would love for you to pick a movie. So, Joe, do you remember a couple months ago? No. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, Joe, let remind let me remind you of a couple of months ago. Uh, I picked a movie. And when I went to go watch it, it was no longer available. You know, we had to come up with something on the spot. I do remember that now. Um, that movie is back Ooh. on Amazon Prime again. Ooh. And I would like to make the attempt to repick it. All right. Uh, I did extensive research into finding out whether this would be taken off anytime soon. <laughs> So as far as I know, we are good for a week. Okay. <laughs> At least. Speaking uh, speaking of that, uh, I will apologize to the listener if you go and try to watch whatever happened to Baby Jane on HBO Prime or HBO <laughs> Plus. It is Max. gone. HBO, <laughs> HBO Max. Max. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it is gone as of tomorrow. Yes. Uh, it might be on like Canopy or Hoopla or something. Yeah, yeah. who knows? Anyway, yeah. continue. Uh, yeah, so the movie that I am picking is a Robert Duvall, James Caan movie called The Killer Elite. Okay. Uh, it is available on Amazon Prime at this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully within the next week. Excellent. <laughs> and I'm sure that's just a buddy comedy, right? That's what it uh, sounds like. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, what what movie can I confuse this with between uh, now and then? Probably the 2005 Killer Elite. Yes, <laughs> which is not a remake, just has the exact same name. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> All right, yeah. So so if uh, if Clive Owen and uh, Robert De Niro show up, you are watching the wrong movie. All right, good to know. <laughs> Uh, you are looking out for a James Caan and a Robert Duvall. I will I will keep an eye open for both of them. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Killer Elite. Yes. Next time. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see you then. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Viewmasters.